Hey, good morning. Glad to have you with us. 30 minutes from now, at about 1035, uh, Jennifer Bukowski is going to be on board. Uh, why try to lose weight when you can just get, get on a pharmaceutical that uh, apparently works? Seems like we don't want to ever work at anything anymore. We want to, you know, take a pill, get a shot, have it handed to us on a silver platter. Uh, I don't think it ever works in the long run. Uh, the Biden-Harris ticket, what's going to happen with that? What are Democrats thinking uh, in terms of uh, Joe Biden running for re-election? Uh, we'll, we'll try and kick that around uh, in this next uh, segment, this next half hour. And also, Putin is going to uh, back out of a nuclear uh, treaty that he's had with the, that Russia has had with the United States. I've said this in the past, and I know some people disagree with me uh, on this, but the truth is, Treaties aren't worth the paper they're written on. They're really not. Well, you, you have a treaty, you know, for essentially uh, international gun control with Russia. And the Russians haven't been really honoring that treaty for years. And when the bad guys want what they want, whether there's a treaty or not, they're going to do it. I don't care if it's chemical weapons, if it's nuclear weapons, no matter what it is, the bad guys will get what they want when they want it. They will take it. They, I mean, you don't have to go very far back in history to see example after example of how these treaties aren't worth the paper they're written on. Yeah, you know, I can remember uh, reading the history of uh, World War II and the, you know, the deal uh, that the British made with Adolf Hitler over Poland, you know, peace in our time. <laughs> it didn't, it, it, was, it was not worth the paper it was written on. We have non-nuclear proliferation treaties with countries all over the globe. Countries that have nuclear weapons. Why? Because they were, you know, useless. The treaties weren't worth the paper they were written on. So that you know, Putin coming out and saying he's, you know, here's our notice. They'd already violated the treaty repeatedly. And so what? Who cares? What was anybody going to do? Nothing. The treaty was useless. Treaties are useless. You don't really need a treaty with friends. And you can't trust a treaty with a bad guy. Despots will do what they want. They don't give a rodent's rectum what was signed in the past. So what we need here in the United States is to have the most potentially aggressive military available at our disposal to defend the United States. We should have weapons in our arsenal that they can't match. And that hopefully they don't know are coming. I don't have any problem with us spending money doing that. I do have a problem with us using those weapons in other countries for their benefit. Whether it's giving an M1 uh, Abrams uh, to Ukraine uh, or a stealth jet or... or, or any other weapon that we have to any other country it's not it, it's not 
that, you know, we, we don't invest in all of that equipment for the protection of others. We do it for our own protection. Unfortunately, we haven't learned that lesson. We keep hiding behind World War II and, and frankly, World War II, well, that was, that was the result of our getting involved in World War I. We keep creating these problems and then, you know, aggressively trying to fix the problems we've started, that we've created, which make more problems. I don't want us to be the world's police department. We can't afford it. And every time we do this, every time we inject ourselves, we create more enemies. So at some point, either the system collapses or we wake up. Um, hopefully, uh, we wake up first. The Biden-Harris ticket. What do Democrats want? Well, apparently, a lot of Democrats are not looking forward to Joe Biden actually running. You know, they keep telling us about how they they uh, he's, he's doing so well and the Democrats want him. Uh, story at Politico, high-level Democrats are rallying to President Biden's re-election, not because they think it's in the best interest of the country to have an 82-year-old start a second term, but because they fear the potential alternative. The nomination of Kamala Harris and the election of Donald Trump. Not that many of them say will say it publicly, at least not directly. Nobody wants to be the one to do something that would undermine the chances of a Democratic victory in 2024, according to a, a, a congressman, a Democrat from uh, Minnesota. Yet in quiet rooms, the conversation is just the opposite. We could be at a higher risk if this path is cleared. Um, third turn uh, Democrat from suburban Minneapolis. Uh, look, let me just cut to the quick. The guy is old. The guy is senile. The Democrats know it. They're afraid of his VP. They know that if if she ends up running, they can't win. But they're paralyzed in fear because they have nobody who can take his place. Their thin bench is keeping them from doing what's best for the country. Instead, they're doing what's best for their political party. They know, they, I mean, you could see this, that Joe Biden is... is um, is suffering the ravages of age. And they know that he's his his decision making is poor uh that his his he's got this temper that that uh, you know that, that image of Uncle Joe the wonderful guy and yet you see his temper flare up whenever anybody challenges him. They just don't have any way to get rid of him. And so they're going to support him. They're, the Democrats are in trouble. They're in trouble. If the Republicans confront somebody who is of sound mind and not an irritant, and literally that's all they need, they're going to win. A 
see various uh, poll numbers on uh, the DeSantis race, and um, it looks like DeSantis is is on paper a pretty good candidate. Could take on Biden and probably beat him. And now he's it, he's really very subtly running for office. Uh, he's up in all the blue states talking about law enforcement and support of law enforcement. He hasn't declared, but he's right on the edge. And I don't think he's going to declare for a while. My guess is he's going to hold out until closer to the end of the year. But he's going to stay in the public eye. And if the Republicans are smart, they will control the number of people whose hat is in the ring. And, and then let the best, the best man or woman win. Uh, and whoever that is, there's a, a pretty good likelihood that they will beat Joe Biden. All right, uh, quick break. We're going to come right back. You're listening to The Gary Nolan Show, and it's the Zimmer Radio Network. 20 minutes after uh, 10 o'clock. Glad to have you with us. 874-9390-800-529-5572 or go to GaryNolan.com. By the way, uh, on that treaty, that nuclear treaty with Russia, it actually holds us back because... We're limited uh, to how many of these uh, nuclear missiles uh, that we can have, and China is not, because we had a treaty with Russia. So it's probably the the best thing that could happen uh, for for Putin to formally uh, back out of the uh, out of that treaty. Um, it, have you been watching these weather reports, Brian? A little bit. Yes, I have. It uh-huh. looks like Armageddon is going to break out. It does, but um, I'm not really sure uh, exactly. I haven't studied it really thoroughly, but I do see some uh, severe weather could be impacting central Missouri this evening. Well, uh, see, my plan on Friday, or on Saturday, rather, after we wrap up the gun show, is to head up to Cleveland. That would be north and east of here. And this storm right. is coming in from the Pacific, uh, and it's right. supposed to go all the way across. Uh, maybe I should cancel that trip. Maybe I should just stay here. Oh, you should be fine. You, <laughs> I should be fine? Yeah, just fine. <laughs> Especially with that vehicle, that four-wheel monster you have out. <laughs> it's a four-wheel drive. It's Oh, it's not? No, oh, just rear-wheel uh, drive. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> you should be fine, though, huh? It'd be my luck to get up there and then get snowed in. I know. Or something like that. Oh, God, why? I didn't see this coming. You know, I've been watching uh, the weather forecast because I knew I had this trip planned uh, for Cleveland. And um, I didn't see this until last night. Suddenly, it always happens that way. Well, I don't know why. I mean, if we know that we were going to have global warming and how many degrees over the next 20 years or the next 100 years, how is it we can't see a snowstorm coming <laughs> next week? Yeah, I know. It's, uh, it's, it's hard to understand how that's possible. You, you'd think they'd be able to tell you that. You would think so. Because they know so much about the right. weather. Yeah. yeah, they can tell us exactly when the planet 
uh, is going to conclude. Yes, when when Armageddon it, uh, ten years now. Yes, when Armageddon will happen, and there is nothing left. Uh, we are going to just be you know boiling um, you know the Great Lakes and the oceans. But they can't tell me what the weather is going to be like next week. I find that hard to believe. Jennifer Bukowski is going to be on board just a few minutes. Um, and have you heard about this weight loss? What these people are doing uh, to lose weight? A little bit, I think but it's not. A, I think it's a diabetes drug that they're using. Yeah. Um, and and I guess you you there's now a shortage. They're having a hard time. Uh, they're having a hard time. Uh, Keeping getting, up with supply, yeah, because they're they're uh, using this diabetes drug. It's Ozempic, uh, and now it's in short supply. So if if you uh, if you have diabetes and you've been trying to take this, you're out of luck. It's it's just not available. Uh, it it's uh, used to treat type two diabetes, um, and one of the side effects is weight loss. Uh, demand uh, for the drug, uh, and there's a generic uh, brand uh, that uh, is available out there, has soared over the past year. According to physicians and a pharmaceutical company that uh, makes the drugs, um, the non-diabetic patients seeking slimmer waistlines appear to be driving some of the growing demand. A year ago, it didn't feel like there was much interest. In the past six months, people asking about Ozempic and how it works and if they're a candidate has really increased a lot, according to one plastic surgeon. Uh, endocrinologist uh, at Central Park Endocrinology said that he's seen an increase in inquiries from patients about Ozempic. Uh, it works while people are taking it, but once they stop, they gain back two-thirds of their weight that they lost, if not more. Um, according to uh, uh, some people, I don't know, Brian. Uh, we used to think you had to restrict your intake. Uh, you'd have to increase your movements. You'd have to exercise. Yeah, and I just reach for the medicine cabinet. Yeah, and everybody's looking for. Do you remember the the grapefruit pill? No. They, they used to run an ad on TV. If you want to lose weight. Take the grapefruit pill. There was a diet that involved uh, drinking grapefruit juice. Supposedly, there's something magical about mm. grapefruit juice that burns calories. And they would, uh, if people were on this diet, well, then all of a sudden, somebody comes up with a grapefruit pill. Why bother eating the grapefruit when you can just take the pill? Has the same active ingredient, you know. And... And people were buying it. Did it work? I don't think so. You don't see any more ads for it. Mm. But my point here is, why do we think there's always just some magical pill? I don't. And, and it's not just weight loss. It's not just weight loss. We've got this attitude in this country uh, that all you need is, you know, some magical pill. If a certain group of people are not as financially well off as others... We've got this magic pill where somehow, yeah, we've become a society that uh, does that a lot with all kinds of ailments. Yeah. I mean, a kid can not be paying attention in class, and all of a sudden the teacher says, well, he probably has ADD. And all of a sudden, before you know it, he's on a ADD medication. And, 
you know, that goes with depression, anxiety, it's, it's just the, everything. It's Let's reach instant. for the medicine cabinet as soon as you start feeling anxious or having, you know, panic attacks or whatever. It's instant gratification. It is. That's what we're looking for, instant gratification. Want to lose weight? Take a pill. Get a shot. Um, you you want to... Uh, equal outcome, uh, write a law. You, you, it, no matter what it is, if it's sociological, if it's physical, no matter what it is, we want some instant relief. And you know what? Instant relief never works. I don't care what it is. You got to work for what you want. Uh, and and for some reason, we in America have gotten addicted to this belief that we can just pop a pill, write a law, make it happen doesn't work that way um and that's kind of a metaphor for uh, for life don't don't look for the shot don't look for the pill do it the way it's supposed to be done work hard and it's not easy you know i was what was i 310 315 pounds and i had to work hard to get rid of that weight and i've managed to keep it off now for i don't know four or five years by constantly paying attention to what I'm eating, uh, by working out, there's no pill. There is no pill for anything that ails you in life. Uh, What is this? Weight loss pill? Uh, All right, let's... We got got time. We'll do this real quickly, but then we got to move on because Jennifer's going to be with us at about 1035. Herb, good morning. How are you? Yes, uh, back in the 60s, living in Southern California, people in Hollywood were uh, losing a lot of weight by taking a single pill. And later on, they discovered this uh, crook had been putting uh, tapeworm uh, heads inside these pills, and it worked. And then you got to remember, one pill makes you smaller, one pill makes you large, and everything you think, say, and do is in the pill that they gave to you. Been brainwashed for a long time by the pharmaceuticals, wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah. Uh, did they really put that in a, a, a tapeworm? Uh, yeah, that's what I remember from, I mean, you're going back you know, quite a few years, and I remember a big deal was made out of them trying to chase down this guy. He was standing on a street corner selling weight loss pills, and it turned out, yeah, the people were losing a lot of weight, and then they kept losing weight, and he had found a way to uh, cultivate tapeworms and put put the, the ends, the important end, into a pill that later, you know, down in the gut would grow into a tapeworm and soak up all the the good stuff that was supposed to keep the folks uh, heavy. Wow. Uh, I remember Fen-Fen. You remember that? Sure. Yeah, that sure. was, that was you, a, an FDA-approved drug. It was safe for weight loss. And, and do you remember that song, In the Year 2929? In the Year 2525. Yeah, everything you uh, think, say, and do will be in a pill that they give to you. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> all right, Herb, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Zager and Evans. The only song they made that was a hit, right? That was way beyond my years. I, oh, if you say please. so. You were, you, <laughs> dude, dirty dog. You. <laughs> Jennifer Bukowski is coming up next on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This 
is the Gary Nolan Show. All right, uh, Jennifer Bukowski joins us, and uh, we, we sort of kind of introduced the first topic uh, a few seconds ago, talking about this weight loss, because somehow we've become this country of instant gratification. We want everything to happen right away. We write laws to make things happen right away. We take pills to make things happen right away. And it rarely works out that way. Jennifer Bukowski, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Gary. Doing well. So you're not taking this uh, weight loss pill, but uh, somebody we both know is. Well, we don't know him personally. Well, yeah, it's not a pill. That's the other thing. It's a a weekly injection, and it's a Zempic. It's a diabetes medicine. And I just listened to a whole podcast by... Barry Weiss, her honestly podcast on this topic, and it's fascinating. I do know someone who personally who has done this and looks amazing from it. It's a weekly injection. You don't feel hungry anymore, and you lose like 15% of your body weight after you know a few months. And uh, apparently LA and places like that have completely sold out of it, so diabetic patients can't even get it, but now they uh, have like caught back up and the FDA has changed their guidance to allow it for kids 12 and older to be prescribed this. But here's the catch, Gary. It makes you a lifelong customer of this. Because if you start this, yes, you'll get skinny, but then you have to continue to do this the rest of your life. So there, there's the question, and we don't really know much about the long term, besides that you'll need it pretty much for the rest of your life the long-term implications. Could this save lives because we have so many people struggling with obesity and that does shorten your life? Or is this something that we're going to find out years and years from now does have more side effects than what they've told us about? Because right now they just say the side effects are like nausea, um, constipation, diarrhea. Um, So uh, hopefully that's it, the extent of it. But it would be kind of a miracle actually if we have found something that can help people who just can't lose the weight another way. Do they have to get a shot every day or once a week? Every week. Every week. And you give it to yourself. Which I've never had to do that before either. I think that'd be strange. Wow. Yeah. It's hard to look away. There's no people on this because I know it's happening in Columbia too. And people are having an amazing result with it. Really? If you see me show up and I'm back at a size zero like I was you know, 10 years ago, you might know that I went ahead and jumped on that bandwagon. But for now, <laughs> I have just been trying to, you know, I've done the system and all that, so I'm trying to keep things in check that way. Have you done the, the system really? Uh, that's see the, I've done the, it twice now. I lost 16 pounds last time, so now I'm back down to where I I don't think they would give me a Zempic if I asked for it. But, uh, yeah, so... Yep. We should see, though, because like in Hollywood, there's people like stars. They think the Kardashians might be doing this. There are people that weigh like 130 and want to weigh 110 that are doing this. But even Elon Musk is admitting to using a Zempic. See, I would have a hard time doing it because I don't like to watch them while they're st- sticking holes in me. Um, and it's hard to do that to yourself and not look. So I, I, don't, I don't know how well I would. Yeah, how would that work? I don't know. Gwen, Gwen, baby, honey, uh, would have to go in for the assist on that. You have to go in for the assist. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, and she might take too much joy in that, you know. That that's yeah, a bit of a like. We're gonna stick here this time. Yeah, let me. Yeah, let me see. What, <laughs> we'll, we'll see if we can make your eye a little less weighty. Oh, oh, God, no, no, no. All right, eight seven four ninety three ninety toll free eight hundred five two nine five five seven two. Now, wait a minute. So, let me just uh, see what I've got going on here. Um, I made the mistake of shutting something down that I shouldn't have. Uh, all right, you've got some other stories that uh, that you brought to the table uh, beyond uh, the weight loss story. So uh, let's uh, let's get to that. Um, I'm going to go with uh, McCarthy um, giving Tucker Carlson access to the January sixth Capitol surveillance. What do you make of that? I think it's an interesting move to give it to such a specific person to go through, like Tucker Carlson's production team. But I am very pleased by this because, you know, the judges in these, we're up to like a thousand January 6th defendants now. And they're worried that they're going to run out of the statute of limitations for the low-level people because they want to get like 2,000 January 6th defendants. And these people's lives have been ruined for being in the Capitol. Some of them were obviously misbehaving, but others, I think, were more innocently there. And they've been ruining these people's lives and not letting them see all the footage to see how much, you know, how much were the police waving people in? Like we've seen, heard anecdotal reports about or can you pet tell which ones are the ringleaders for FBI people? You know, different things like that. Why don't we have more transparency with it? And Tucker's got a good team, and they'll know what to look for because they've been following this story since the beginning. So I think it's McCarthy fulfilling a promise of his to have more transparency about what happened on January 6th. And I think it's despicable that the government hasn't been forced to hand all this over on citing you know, security and sensitivity or whatever. Uh, all this footage over anyway. Do you think... We've only seen the worst, like, snippets that the prosecutors have decided to, like, use as evidence against people. Like Josh Hawley running down the hall. Just different things like that that they will think are are damning for our side and good for theirs or, or whatever. And I don't know that we can say one side versus another here, but they've been selective as to what they've released. Do you think that it was... Uh, that? What happened was inspired by government agents of, of maybe the FBI or, uh, or, or do you yes. think you really, you, you're convinced that I that. I think, yeah, you saw that with the Gretchen Whitner fednapping, like half of those people <laughs> end up being, you know, we see the Proud Boys, their actual leader was a federal informant working for the feds. And it, the thing is, like, he'll end up going to prison anyway, so they get that over you, and then they get you to tell on everyone, and then you end up going to prison anyway. But uh, it's constant. It's like there, there's such a ethical question there to me, because how much of these yahoos' behavior would not have happened but for the feds having their undercover people and their informants all working to make this you know, outcome happened, like with the Gretchen Whitner kidnapping or or the J6 riots. Wow. That's interesting that you think that uh, the government actually was uh, part of the instigation behind this. Let me go back uh, to the weight loss thing because uh, we got Daphne 
hanging on the line, and uh, she has something. Uh, Brian, can you bring Daphne on? Or somehow, there we go. Good morning, Daphne. How are you? Uh, I'm fine. Um, I would like to share my experience with uh, Ozempic. Um, I would caution people, and this is just my experience, um, to be very careful about it because I took it for six months. And then after about six months, I started having severe stomach issues. It's my understanding that it slows down processing your food and as it goes through your system so that you feel full more often. And yes, Uh I did lose weight, but after about six months, the horrible stomach um, problems I started having, the throwing up and other stuff, I had to go off of it. And this is after I'd taken it for six months. Now I have what they call gastroparesis, which is, result of not processing your food very well. Oh, and so even though you stopped taking it, you yes, still feel that way? Have you gained the uh, weight back? Or? Well, not not all of it. No, I didn't gain the weight, but all the weight back. And I hadn't lost really that much, but I was taking it for diabetes. And, um, uh. and now I have gastroparesis, and I have a terrible time processing food. So I just... I am very, very reluctant to try some of the new medicines until they've been out a while. And that's just my experience. I'm glad that you shared it. And And I've had friends that have had bad experiences, too, with it. But, you know, this is not any research program, just our experiences. So, All right. Daphne, thank thank you for sharing that. We, uh, I've got a good friend that looks amazing right now from it, but I'll have to ask her if she's feeling nauseous. I think it's a good a, a good alternative to getting that stomach sur- surgery probably as well, but it seems to work kind of in the same way, where they make your stomach tiny so you can't eat that much. This seems to be like kind of the same concept. Yeah, just, you know what? Just exercise more, eat less, and it'll happen. And stay with Easier it. Easier said than done. Some people, like, they do all that, and they still don't lose weight, and that just helps them. Well, um, all right. Yeah, I, I'm not going to project for everybody else. I'm just going to tell you that that's what I had to do. And uh, it works, but you, it, it, it's it's not, you know, weight loss and a pill. You just, you got to work at it. All right, Jennifer Bukowski is our guest. we got to take a quick break. we got a lot of a lot of ground to cover here. On the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 10.50, and uh, Jennifer Bukowski is our guest. We've been talking about this Ozempic thing, um, both on the air and uh, in the studio. And uh, Brian and I were discussing it. Um, If somebody is uh, taking it, is it it like a real hypodermic? Do you just stick it into your fatty flesh, or do you you have to stick it in a vein? in the leg. Just stab stab it in the leg. Yeah, huh? stab yourself in the leg. I think. Yeah. Now, don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that's my understanding. Huh. So it's not like a hypodermic yeah, needle. Yeah, it's not like that... you have to find it in vein. Okay. Yeah, we were talking about that. Be like, like a I don't druggie know. Or whatever. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. It just. It just anything that you think you know that instant gratification thing. It usually just doesn't work out. Maybe this does. I don't know. Um, but I, 
Well, it's not instant. I mean, it still takes months to lose the weight, but you do lose the weight. I think that's what I've heard. And, you know, I looked at the article. I didn't see how long it takes. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I think we should find somebody in the building, Brian, who's kind of tubby. And then it, give them all the good stuff, all the good news, and see if we can get them on it and see how long it takes them to, to lose weight. I'm thinking yeah, probably six months. Yeah, you find a woman who may or may not be pregnant and then suggest that to her because that'll mm-hmm. go over real well. May or, yeah, no. may or may not be pregnant. No, I'm, no, I, think, I think we're going to move on from here. Florida man <laughs> found breathing after two mar- uh, paramedics declared him dead and left the scene. This is the third story I've seen like this in the last couple of weeks, Gary, where, you know, people are waking up at body bags at nurse uh, at the, you know, funeral parlor, still breathing. And, uh, yeah, this is another one. Florida man, of course, uh, headlines are always something I click on because I think these men down in Florida are all competing with each other to get in these headlines sometimes. They're always wild. But in this instance... A man was found with a pulse and breathing air after two paramedics had declared him dead. His family and his family is outraged. They were doing CPR. The family was, and they could see his chest going up and down. But these, but his, his lips were blue. The paramedics got there, and they're like, "No, that's just his body releasing gases. He's not still alive." <laughs> oh, turns out, turns out. They were. He was still alive. And hopefully he is still alive right now as we talk about this. But isn't that scary? You think like dead or alive, that's kind of paramedic 101 that you're supposed to be able to assess that or, you know, use a lot of caution with it. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> if you're uh, not sure if the, his body's still relieving gases and the lungs are going up and down, maybe go ahead and stick him in your ambulance and take him to the hospital and let the doctor decide that he can. Yeah, well, the, the body escaping uh, uh, gases, I use that on Gwen all the time. Um, she's, <laughs> she's never happy about it when I do. Of course, I probably have the, the blanket being pulled over her head. That's probably part of the problem. Anyway. Oh, gross, Gary. Uh, just kidding. I don't do that to her. Uh, all right. Uh, the whole Ozempic... Ozemp- grab you with an Ozempic needle for that one now. <laughs> well, we're, we're getting all kinds of Ozempic calls. Uh, so let's go through this and find out what's uh, what's going on. Uh, you know what, Greg is. Uh, let me get Greg on here, Brian, and see if we can make that happen. Uh, can I do that from? There we go. Hey, Greg. Greg, how are hey, you? Gary. Oh, I'm hanging right in there. Uh, I uh, I've got uh, number two diabetes. I take Ozempic every week. And uh, hey, Gary, the needle is so small you can't even hardly see it, and you take it in your stomach. It's, uh, and it don't, I mean, it, it, it don't hurt at all. I mean, you can't even feel it, really. So, uh, so you're not looking for a blood vessel or anything like that? You just stick it in the fat know, and, and... Stick it in your belly about about a couple of inches from your navel on one side or the other. And uh, Have you lost weight with it? <laughs> not really. I mean, I, uh, I, uh... Uh, as a matter of fact, I, I had COVID really bad the first time. I lost about 50, 60 pounds, but I've oh, gained wow. most of it back. Uh, I even taken Ozempic. And so it really hasn't affected my, uh, as far as diet. I mean, I'm, I'm still hungry and everything. Uh, huh. I have noticed my stomach, you know, uh, I have noticed uh, 
some stomach upset, but I, I'm not sure that it's attributed to the Ozempic or not. But uh, uh, I, I seem to get along with it pretty good. I've been taking it, what, a year or something? I don't know, quite a while. Oh, uh, you haven't lost weight. And they haven't upped your dose or anything? Do what now? They haven't upped your Have dose. They- no, well, yeah, they did up my dose. I'm I'm up to one, whatever it is, one milligram or whatever it is, uh, uh, oh. every week. And you just did. Well, so you might go through all that, and it might not work for you losing weight. That's too bad. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, but I like to eat, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not taking it to lose weight. You're taking it because you're a diabetic. Right, exactly. All right. Yeah. All right, Greg, uh, thank you. Appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, Roy, uh, good morning. How are you? You're diabetic. You take a, do you take Ozempic? No, and I will not take Ozempic. I think it's a fad. I think it hasn't been out there long enough. One time I counted or I calculated, estimated how many times and the number of times I've stuck myself is into the thousands because I've been a diabetic so long. The diabetic needles are small, and you don't feel them if you do it right. But when I first started out, I was terrified. And like Jennifer said, this is what generated the call. Sticking yourself in the leg sounds like it's logical until you do it the first time. But muscle has a whole lot more nerves in it than fat, and I just stick myself in the gut. Okay. And and what's the difference between taking Ozempic and uh, just, you know, the other shot that everybody that's uh, diabetic? Insulin. Insulin, yeah. I'm already on insulin. That's why I've injected myself so many times. I had two doctors recommend Ozempic, and I turned them both down. Currently, for myself, myself alone, I'm controlling it with fasting, and I've got a a sensor in my arm that I can check my glucose constantly. But well, what does Ozempic do that insulin doesn't? Or do, do you can you take Ozempic and not need ins- insulin? I. Don't know the difference, but I wasn't born yesterday, and I don't believe this golden goose. All right. All right, Roy, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Harold, welcome. How are you? Oh, I'm better than nothing, according to my wife. (laughs) Uh, I I take a Zempic, and my doctor had, had told me to give it to me in my leg. I know guys that take it in their stomach, so apparently you can do it either way. I had a girlfriend like that once. (laughs) <laughs> but I guess that's a whole other story. So did you take that in lieu of um, insulin? Well, I'm taking it, to, and it has lowered my A1C. Uh, it was up above 7, and now it's down below 6. I've been on it about 6 months. Have you lost weight? I lost originally twenty or 30 pounds. Wow, and that's awesome. It kind of, it kind of plateaued. And I gained a little bit back, and I'm starting to. All right, how, very quickly, I got time for a quick answer. How long did it take you to lose all that weight? Uh, just about three months. Three but months. I did have my gallbladder out last week. <laughs> That'll do it. All right, got up against the clock. Gary Nolan Show, Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show.